You're gonna start with the freaking line. Oh, I, oh yeah, I was supposed to start. I didn't. I thought you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Normally you start. Hey Hunter. What? Are you wearing an ounce of pants this time? Nope. His biggest pet peeve is a jar of cotton balls. He's Hunter George. He has the mechanical skills of a toddler, which just makes everything difficult. He's Bo Mullet. And this is the Hunter and Bo Show. So when you when you say mechanical skills of a toddler, <laughs> what exactly are you referring to? <laughs> well, I I was just reminded of it um, this afternoon. Um, but like, you know, like some people like, um, I'm trying to think of something like a basic task that someone would have to do, um, such as, such as like, uh, like if you're at a buffet and you're like using a spatula to get a piece of pie out of the, you know, out of the pie, (laughs) (laughs) you know, like you cut a piece of pie and you like put it on your plate. Yes. Yeah. Um, that's really difficult, <laughs> but I feel like Wait, for most people, it's this probably like, not. This is like a really specific example. Was this the example that happened today? No, no that didn't happen today. That just happens a you lot. Just pulled that out of so nowhere. Like... That was so specific. <laughs> no, what happened today you know when you're was at a so... and you... <laughs> you go up to a pie. No, that just happens every time that I ever have pie. So. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so today it was uh, I. So I have these stupid things on my car that hold my license plate. Like you, you screw, you screw your license plate on, you know. Yeah. And the stupid things that you screw it into pop out on my car. Yeah. I had to go get Gorilla Glue to <laughs> get it to stay, and I got Gorilla Glue everywhere, <laughs> and I feel like that's not. Like most people can just like put the glue on and stick it on there and it's all good. And I just have a hard time with stuff like that. See, here's what I did when, cause I had to get a front license plate when I moved to um, Illinois, mm-hmm. but there was no spot on my car for it. And there weren't any things that popped out for me to sc- just screw it in. Um, mm-hmm. So I had to buy this little plastic part and then it didn't come with like the bolts to put it into the car so i just got this cement glue stuff from autozone <laughs> and i just like glued the crap out of it and that's how it is and it's okay hasn't fallen off yet so yeah well i had this happen when i was in college i had two of them pop out and so like my license plate was like hanging and um <laughs> I was like, so I fixed it then, um, but like there was like one that didn't pop out. Well, apparently today was the day. Um, no. I had just, we, we had gone to a restaurant for work and I'd left my work ID there. Um, and so I got in my car to go back to the restaurant to get my ID. And uh, on my way, I heard this thing like, like, hitting my car and i was like what <laughs> who is hitting was, my car i was like what is going on and i got to the and i and i immediately thought 
I hope my license plate isn't like just dangling. <laughs> and I got there and I looked at it as I went in and I was like, it looks a little crooked. And uh, I got my ID and I came out and I was like, well, that's because it's hanging on by one thing. Um, <laughs> because the other, the other thing had gone. So I had to go get the Gorilla Glue after work. And, and then I got it everywhere. My hands were all sticky. And <laughs> I washed them and it didn't, I mean, it didn't get rid of it. And so I think right now I'm fine. Yeah. The, the oils of my body have kind of <laughs> taken away all of the stickiness. So. <laughs> I know that doesn't sound great. But that's what it said. <laughs> it said it said it said wash your hand I Googled it and it said wash your hands and eventually like the natural oils in your body like take away the stickiness. So I'm guessing that's what happened. We all have them. I'm not disgusting. <laughs> that's the best sentence I've ever heard anybody talk. Why do we get anything? We should just improv that to be our best work. That's what I said. Oh. Yeah. So, me and my oily body, you know. <laughs> uh, okay. So, so why? What's what's your problem with cotton balls? Well, uh, I mean, it's specifically a jar of cotton balls. Well, it's not specifically a jar. Well, you I just said that it is a jar of cotton balls. Yeah. Well, I didn't want to just say it. Well, how would you, you know, what would you measure a unit of cotton balls? They sell them in bags. Oh. (laughs) Then I would have said a bag of cotton balls. It would have been the same ordeal. Specific bag or just in general? Or just cotton balls. It's just just cotton balls in general. Uh, Okay, so, so what's your problem with cotton balls? Um... You know that scene in Elf when he eats the cotton balls? Yeah. That's not the cause of why I don't like them, but that's <laughs> that just that scene. Tried that one time. <laughs> no, you don't like. No. Them. <laughs> no. No. Uh, it just makes me uncomfortable every time I watch that scene because I hate cotton balls so much. Um, just the texture of them. Oh, oh, I'm thinking about it now. I'm getting goosebumps. Uh, you mean that they're soft? <laughs> not that they're soft. They have a very unique texture that nothing else has, and I'm really having a hard time just even talking about it. Because, uh, you, know, you know, when you, like, you put them in your hands and they just kind of, like, rub and they kind of squeak a little bit, like little tiny... Oh, yeah, yeah, I love that. Ah! Ooh, it's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I what? I can't even touch them. I can't. Oh, I can't be in the same room. I can't I, right now. I need listeners to email or DM us. if I need to know if other people have this problem. I know that at least one other person has had this problem because when I was in college, um, I used that as a fun fact, um, like my first day of college, and somebody else said the exact same thing. So I know at least one other person feels the same way. Uh, how big was the class? I don't know, like 30 people. 
So let me let me do quick math here, really quick. Um, oh. <laughs> that's one fifteenth. Yeah, I'm I'm getting there. So approximately <laughs> getting there. <laughs> six and two thirds six and two thirds percent of the population, based on that small sample size, would have a problem with cotton balls. That's a lot. Oh, that was my sneeze. That was me. <laughs> I also hate sneezing. That's my second pet peeve. You, you... <laughs> I, I am amazed that's not your first. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, okay, cotton balls don't make me mad, so I guess sneezing would be my biggest pet peeve because because cotton balls don't make me mad or anything. I just I hate them. I have to get <laughs> other people to to pick the cotton out of the medicine bo- bottle. I can't do it. Yeah. Let's do Grammy nominations. All right. Uh, They just came out yesterday. I would like to nominate my grandma for best Grammy. Because I think think she does a really good job um, of just being a grandma. When I was a kid, I used to go over to her house every day when I was sick. Um, not well, not every day, but every day that I was sick. Um, and <laughs> I just she'd make me ramen noodles and let me watch cartoons all day, and it was just it was a good time. Good time. I've never had ramen noodles. You never had ramen noodles? No. Nope. Ever? No. They're pretty noodly. They're not very good for you. So. Oh, okay. There you have a lot of sodium. Uh, but yeah, so that's who, that, that's who I'm nominating. Who would who would you nominate for best grandma? Um, grandma? I can't I can't think of anyone. I just have two living ones, but um, but, <laughs> but I wouldn't nominate either. Of them. <laughs> I mean, I suppose it's an honor to be nominated. I, I don't think they'd win, but the. Um... <laughs> Oh my gosh, I'm keeping this in. I hope they don't listen. Oh, I know someone will tell them. (laughs) (laughs) It's a joke. It's a joke. It's a joke. I'm joking. (laughs) Uh, I'm totally joking right now. Joking. Oh my goodness. Anyways. um... Anyways, so the Grammy nominations came out. Here's, Here's my problem with the Grammys. I have a problem with the Grammys. They're too old. I I wish. <laughs> Why don't they just leave already? If you know what I mean. <laughs> oh um... <laughs> no, my problem with dark. <laughs> yeah, uh, dark humor. Um. So, <laughs> no, but the uh, my problem with the Grammys is that. It's a little too much not like the Oscars. What do you mean? Thank you. Um, by that, I mean... Uh, <laughs> by that, I mean, like, if something is popular in movies, it doesn't really get a lot of Oscar buzz. Like, like it seems like the more, like, successful a movie is, the less Oscar chance it has. You know what I mean? Um, 
Like you, like you know, like the big, like the big blockbusters that just do a bunch of money. Like they never get nominated for anything, but those are the movies I've seen. And then like you go to the Oscars, and it's like I've never heard of, I've heard of a couple of these movies, and oh, I might check that one out because it it did this, and then you watch it, and you're like, oh, that wasn't very good. I think I kind of know what you mean. Usually, I know all the movies at the Oscars, though. I haven't always well, seen them. But you're usually. a little different, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't always seen no, them but... all, but I I think I know what you mean, though. Like you mean like, like the the really big budget movies, the the ones that get well, the most like, attention that people would the go to see. That... The movies that most people go to see and enjoy don't get nominated for Oscars. It's always like these smaller films that were. You talking about like, like Marvel movies or. Yeah, like Marvel movies don't get nominated. Transformers. Disney movies don't get nominated a lot. Uh, you know. Transformers never gets nominated and never should. Yeah, I'm not trying to argue that, but the. <laughs> but I think I. Think- yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. Like the ones that don't get a bunch of press that you you look at the Oscars and you go, oh, I've heard of a couple of those movies. Yeah. Um. But like, so the I think the leader of all the nominations this year is Lizzo. With Lizzo with eight, which is a joke. Lizzo is awful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love Lizzo, dude. I don't know what you're talking about. She's awful. Are you kidding me? She can't, she can't sing. Hey, hey, Bo, look at me in the eyes. Why are men great till they gotta be great? Why does she have a career? I don't... <laughs> <laughs> I freaking love those songs. Have you ever seen her, like, like... Do a I, live performance, though. No, it's just a lot I of shouting. She like, can't sing. I love the song she has on the radio, though. I sing them all the time. I do my hair toss and check my nails. Anyway. <laughs> I agree she's not, like, the best musician It's ever. an abomination but that she's songs- nominated eight times for Grammy. She's nominated for Record of the Year. She's nominated... Uh, let me see. For album of the year, which is a joke, she's nominated for song of the year, I believe. No, she's not. Sorry. Um, I don't know. I'm looking through here real quick. Best new artist. Okay, I'll give her best new artist just because she's new. And she's. I'm not saying I'm giving her the. I'm not giving her the win. I'm saying I'll let her be nominated for that. Um, I'll give her the win. No, she's up against Billie Eilish. <laughs> I want to talk about Billie Eilish. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. No, I'm not a big Billie Eilish. Just get... I think she has more creative uh, ability than Lizzo. I guess you just get points for being edgy and a teenager. <laughs> yeah. You get points if you're a bad guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's nominated for best. Okay. She's nominated for best pop solo performance. Yeah. She can't sing. She can't sing. What are you talking about? <laughs> I love her songs. Maybe she was sick when I saw her perform. She was awful. You saw her live? On TV. Oh. It was terrible. I, I uh, 
Anyway. Anyway. Uh, anyway. Well, what are the other nominations? So, so, like, record of the year. Here we go. Well, let me give you the, the one I'm most excited about. Best pop duo group performance. Chainsmokers? No. Oh. The Jonas Brothers. The Sucker. What? Did you just say duo? Best pop duo slash group performance. Oh, I thought you just... I didn't hear the group part. I just heard duo. No, it's just group. <laughs> And, okay. and I think they've got a good chance, or a decent chance. Definitely. I think they're going to win at least something, you know? They're only nominated for that. So Wait, they are? Yeah. I know. That's that's, that's why Lizzo being nominated eight times is a joke. Um, Ariana Grande and Social House are nominated for Boyfriend Okay. in that category. That's a catchy uh, Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus are nominated for Old Town Road <laughs> in that category, which I don't get at all because that song is not pop. I think that's <laughs> a joke. That song is a joke. No, it completely is. That's why. That's why I'm saying the Grammys. Like, it's like, oh, that was really popular. Let's nominate it, and it's like that doesn't mean it was good. People buy. Like, you know what? I say the same thing about Taylor Swift because everyone goes, oh, I'm like, Taylor Swift, she's all right. And someone says, well, they sell, she sells all these albums. Yeah, people buy billions of McDonald's cheeseburgers. No one's arguing that it's the best (laughs) burger you can get. (laughs) That is a good point. Uh, Post Malone and Sway Lee are nominated as well for Sunflower in that category. Yay! Um, and Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello are nominated for Senorita. That makes so sense. I would say the biggest competition the Jonas Brothers face are Post Malone and Sean Mendez and Camila Cabello and Sway Lee. Yeah. I think Sun Sunflower is a real competitor there. Yeah. I like Sunflower a lot. I just don't uh, think it personally I would go with Sucker. Yeah, I think either Sucker or Sunflower. I don't think... I like Senorita. I think it's a little too safe, if you know what I mean. But that but that would be a song that they would pick, though. Yeah, that that's true. But if, if like, I were the one to choose, yeah, I would choose that one because I'm like, yeah, that's a it was good okay. song thing, but it, like, fits the recipe of a typical pop song, you know? No, no. So, record of the year, you've got Bonnie Vare with Hey Ma. You've got Billie Eilish with Bad Guy. you got Ariana Grande with Seven Rings. That's a joke. <laughs> I don't think I even seven, know that. Seven Rings is a ripoff of two different songs. <laughs> I don't think I even know that song. Do I? Yeah, you probably do. It's been a bit. It's really big. Okay. When she's like... Like my hair. Oh, I want it. I got it. Yeah, yeah. it's the you same flow hair? that Soldier Boy used and Pretty Boy Swag, and it's the same song as that song from Sound of Music. Or well, something. yeah, that's the point. my favorite things. Yeah. yeah, but you can't be nominated for a best song when you use another song. I like that <laughs> song, but I kind of agree with you. Uh, uh, Hard Place, Her, is nominated. 
Uh, Khalid with Talk is nominated. Ah, that's a good one. Sunflowers nominated. Yeah. Hertz is nominated. And Old Town Road is nominated. I'll, okay, here's what I think will win, and here's what I want to win. I want Sunflowers okay. to win. I think Old Town Road would win because people are stupid. Really? Yeah, because people are stupid. And so I genuinely hope that Old Town Road doesn't win. Um, I I, genuinely I think hope that too, but that's what I think will. I, I think it'll probably either go to Sunflower or Bad Guy. Oh yeah, but I could probably be but bad I guy, could, actually. But I could see them giving it to Truth Hurts just to be. Um, not not Khalid. I don't think Khalid stands a chance. In what that about category. what about someone you love? That's not even nominated. Um, I don't know. That's a lot off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy though, because that was like oh, you mean song the song "Someone You Love"? I thought you were like yeah. who's someone you love that's not nominated. <laughs> no, that's not that's not what I meant. I meant the song. Yeah, no, this well, not in record of the year at least. I don't know. I haven't looked. All that's interesting to me because that was like the biggest song of the summer. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and it's good song. Yeah, it really is. I I was just singing it today. The album of the year nominees: Bonnie Vare again, uh, Lana Del Rey for Norman Effing Rockwell. Um, mm, nah, thanks. Pass. Nah. Thanks. Uh, Billie Eilish, Ariana Grande for Thank You Next. Yeah. Her, Lil Nas X, which again is a joke because it's just one song. <laughs> um, Lizzo and Vampire Weekend. Um, I want either Ariana Grande or Lizzo for that one. <sighs> I get, think get off I, my back, Bo. I can like who I like. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I would say my guess of who it goes to. I don't even know because I haven't heard all of these in their entirety. Okay. Um, but I I guess they'd give it to like Billie Eilish. Billie Eilish. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, probably. I, I agree with you. Uh, song of the year. You have "Always Remember Us This Way," which I guess is a Lady Gaga song. Um, don't remember that. No, she was at least a songwriter on it. It doesn't give me like who the artist is. <laughs> Strange. Oh yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, it is Lady Gaga. Okay, here. It okay. Is. So it's Lady Gaga. Always remember us this way. Oh wait, yeah, I know. Bill- Billy Eilish, bad guy. Uh, that'll, Tanya, that'll Tanya Tucker, bring my flowers now. <laughs> <laughs> Never bring heard my flowers now. <laughs> uh, her hard place. Taylor Swift, lover. Lana Del Rey, Norman Effing Rockwell. Uh, here it is, Louis Capaldi, someone you loved. Um, and Lizzo with Truth Hurts. Now, here's the thing I don't get. What is the tell me what the difference is between song of the year and record of the year? 
well, you see, record of the year is um, is a record, and song of the year is just a song. But they're both song nominations. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the song of the year is for the songwriters and the record of the year is for the producers and the uh, engineers. And That's ridiculous because you can only judge the song based on the song. It, that's very true. Um, <laughs> I, I clear, clearly, if someone... I suppose, I suppose they're saying... This song could be produced better than that one, but that song was written better than that one. Okay. Like, but you have a lot of the same nomination. I mean, Bad so Guy, record, Truth Hurts. Record would be for like the overall quality of the song, and then Song and then would be for song of the year would be like, like the, song, the lyrics. Yeah. I think Someone You Love should win that. Yeah, I think so too. Should. I'm not saying it will. Good. I, I could I get I feel like Billie Eilish is like the yeah, darling though. That's what I was gonna say. Um or Taylor <laughs> Swift. No, get that out of here. That's that's not even the best song from the album it's named after. No, I mean the, the I, I'm just saying the media loves Taylor Swift. I'm not a fan. Um <laughs> the best... The best song from that album though. I don't know why that would Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. I have to listen to it. Um, the best new artists. Here are your nominees. Yola. Never heard of it. Uh, T- Tank and the Bangas. Or the Bangas? <laughs> I have no idea. Rosalia. Still don't know. Maggie Rogers. Still don't know. Black Pumas. Don't know him. Um, Lizzo. Liz- Lil Nas X. <laughs> and Billy Eilish. I want Lizzo. I would like Lizzo, please. Lizzo. Mostly because I haven't heard of all of those except for the last three. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's down to those last three. I'm going to go with Billy Eilish just because please don't give it to Lil Nas X or Lizzo. Um, Lizzo! Um, there's always yeah. one person who just wins a lot. Yeah, and it's probably going to be her, just because, you know. Oh, you know why else I think the Grammys? Because last year, Cardi B won, like, album of the year, and... Did she really? A bunch of crap. <laughs> See, I never I never care about the Grammys because of stuff like that. Yeah. It, it makes it hard to care about the Grammys. Yeah. Um. When they don't actually... Like, is Cardi B even a grandmother? Jeez. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> the, the joke be- came back. <laughs> uh, the best traditional pop vocal <laughs> album is for albums containing at least 51% playing time of new traditional pop recordings. Um, I don't know. Wait, Andrea, Andrea C. Uh, Michael Bublé with Love, Legendary Christmas, and Barbara Streisand Walls. 
I honestly have no comment on this category. I, yeah, I, yeah I, 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 don't, I don't know any of this. I know I know Michael Bublé and John Legend are good at singing. I don't think I've heard the other three. Um, Michael Bublé only comes out at Christmas, though. No, exactly. He, he just came out of hibernation. Yeah. Um, best pop vocal album, which... Wait, what was the last category? Best traditional pop vocal album? What's Whatever. the difference? <laughs> I guess I guess they're like traditional singers and these are like the new age. Um but What's I've heard the of these. Difference. The Lion King from Beyonce. Um with the Billie Eilish when we all fall asleep, where do we go? Uh isn't that just so emo? Um Ariana Grande would thank you next. <laughs> Ed Sheeran, the number six collaborations project. And I would like to see that. Yeah. And Taylor Swift with Lover. I'd like to see Ed Sheeran. Yeah, me too. Ed Sheeran should win anything and everything. I love I him. Think, I think it probably goes to Billie Eilish or Taylor Swift, though. <sighs> I hope not Taylor Swift, honestly. This was not her best album, I don't think. I like it. I mean, it's got some good songs on it, but definitely not. And I'm really surprised the Jonas Brothers wasn't nominated. Thank you. Thank you. No, I'm I'm serious, though. Like, this no, album, I'm serious. This was, this was probably the best album released this year. Thank you. That's all I'm saying. I, I mean, I'm just saying. Happiness begins, and it ended at the Grammys. um let's see what we've got here i don't know any i'll try and avoid the categories that it's like i don't know anything about that (laughs) um because there's a lot of them at the grammys that's where it's similar to the oscars they get into all these little subcategories and it's just a bunch of it at least makes sense because they're like they're different these ones, I'm like, what is the difference between that category and the one that you just said? Yeah, that's that. But those are mainly the big ones. Like these get a little more like best alternative, best R and B, best. Um, well, okay, so like best alternative music album, uh, uh, Bon Iver and Vampire Weekend are both in that. So I'm guessing it's between those two because they're also nominated for album of the year. Naturally. But. I mean, if someone else wins that, I really wouldn't know what the difference is between the categories. (laughs) (laughs) Here's your category, Hunter. Yay. Best country solo performance. Why Um, is this my category? (laughs) (laughs) Excuse me. Um, Let's see. Let's go back here. What? What makes you think this would be my category? Because you haven't <laughs> talked in a while. Um, the <laughs> so you got uh, Girl Going Nowhere by Ashley McBride. I don't know who that is. You have All Yorn. Fuck. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me point this out. All Yorn. That's A-L-L, normal, space, Y-O-U-R, U-R apostrophe N. What does that mean? Who knows? But Tyler Childers, and I don't know who that is either. Um, Yeah, Bring My Flowers Now by Tanya Tucker. I'm assuming that's going to get picked (laughs) because that was nominated for like a song of the year. Bring Um, My Flowers Now! 
Then you have things that sound like they'd be the opposite of each other. You have God's Country by Blake Shelton, which I've heard. It's a decent song. And then you have Ride Me Back Home by Willie Nelson, and I'm not <laughs> sure what that song's about. Um, <laughs> um, the best country duo group performance, you have Brooks and Dunn with Luke Combs for Brand New Man. Those are some big names. You have Speechless by Dan and Shay. You have a Mara Morris song, and you have a Little Big Town song. I'm going to go with Dan and Shay. So here's um, what knowing I, absolutely nothing about here's the Here's what my issue is with all these categories and with the Grammys in general. See, yeah. all, my, all my favorite songs, favorite albums, favorite artists are f- from back in, like, previous decades. Well, that's a you problem. That is a me problem, but it's my problem with the, the Grammys. Because <laughs> I'm like, I honestly don't really care. Except for yeah. Lizzo. Like, you know? Yeah. Lizzo for everything. Like, and and there's a couple of songs that I really enjoy. But other than that, I'm like, get the frick out of here because I don't really care. Yeah. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I just had to say that. Yeah, no, no problem. The I mean, even like the Christian categories, I don't know. There's so for King and Country you have this song with Dolly Parton. Um Yeah, I heard that. Dolly Parton made it worse. So <laughs> I don't know why that one got nominated, not the original version. Um because <laughs> it's her. Yeah, probably. Um yeah, I don't know who's gonna win. Just a lot of, Hope just a lot of. I don't know. The best album artists are Crowder for King and Country, Danny Gokey, Toby Mac, and Chris Tomlin. So pretty standard. Um, <laughs> it's like okay, it's like the it's same people list, every. Year. Go back five years, it'd probably be the same list. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you'd have at least three of them in there. Yeah, I think. I mean, it, honestly, it just depends. Like, this year, it's that group, and the next year, it'll be, like, the other five because the this group will will not have released an album next year because they did this year. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and they just kind of rotate like that. Yeah. Here we have, like, movie soundtracks. Um, Ooh. Is Avengers or, Endgame on there? Um, let's see. We have best compilation soundtrack, so that would be songs that aren't like uh, cinematic, you know, like, you know what I mean? No. So like some movie, like every movie has a soundtrack, but some movies have like songs that like, yeah, okay, yes, and some some are just like the background music, you know, like yeah. the scores, yeah, yeah. 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 So. so Here's the best compilation soundtrack. So these are like like the songs. You have The Lion King. Okay. Yeah, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ooh. That's a... Ro- Rocket Man. Oh, that's got to win by far. Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Oh, man, this is hard. Oh, this is the category I care about. And A Star is Born. Oh, goodness. Oh, my. Oh, no. All of these are fantastic, Bo. I'd say the Lion King's probably the weakest on this list. Um, but it's so classic. It's classic, <laughs> but it's 
the same. Um, <laughs> oh, this is very difficult. Um, yeah. Because, you know, I want to say A Star is Born. I've, but they just Happy. won a bunch of Grammys last year, right? Yeah, wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, wait, how does that work? <laughs> I have no idea. Sometimes okay. you get... Sometimes you get these like best new artists and you're like, they've been around for seven years. Like yeah. last year, I think BB Rexa was nominated for best new artist. So I'm like, I have been listening to her for like four years. <laughs> I um, I would go with Into the Spider-Verse then probably or Once Upon a really? Time. Really? Yeah. Dude, have you listened to the album for? for yeah, the- I have. I have, but it's going up against Elton John and Star is Born. Yeah. And... Oh, gosh, I forgot about... I would, I forgot about <laughs> Rocket Man. Okay, Rocket Man definitely should win, if not Star I haven't Man. seen Rocket Man, so I don't know. It's uh, it's amazing. I love it. <laughs> it's about Elton John, so... Yeah, and I mean, it's all Elton John's songs, but it's done by... Uh, Taron Taron Egerton. Yeah, Taron Egerton. And he's amazing. He has an amazing voice, and he does a really good Elton John impression. And, you know, he's still standing better than he ever did, looking like a true survivor, feeling like a little kid. Okay. Um, So you think Rocket Man? I think Rocket Man. Okay. And if not that, then Into the Spider-Verse. And if not that, then Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And if not that, then A Star is Born. And if not that, then The Lion King. Um, (laughs) Those are all really good choices, though. It's hard. Yeah. The best score soundtrack for visual media. Okay. Avengers Endgame. Yeah! That's what I'm talking about. Chernobyl. Chernobyl? Chernobyl. Yep. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, I've never heard of it. Never heard of Chernobyl? No. What's it about? Well, I don't know, but I I know the place, Chernobyl. Oh, okay. Russia, a nuclear reactor exploded, and now it's radioactive. Okay. Game of Thrones Season 8. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Of a Lion King and Mary Poppins Returns. <laughs> I think we have a clear winner here, Bo. I feel like we do as well. And I'm talking ba 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 ba. That's what I'm talking about. Ba 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 da. <laughs> yes. Here's the best instrumental composition. Wait. Yeah, I did read it right. Okay, <laughs> best instrumental composition. Uh, I don't know most of these, but there's a Star Wars Galaxy's Edge Symphonic Suite that I thought you'd be interested in. I don't know what that is, honestly. Okay, then we're going to skip that. Um, <laughs> and that's it. Good. And in all that, the Jonas Brothers were only nominated once for Best Pop Duo perform- Group Performance uh, per That's summer. really surprising. That's the biggest surprise to me, so that the Jonas yeah. Brothers weren't nominated for more. Glad you agree. I do agree. Okay, now we're done with 
that. Let's move on. Oh, Freaking. Let's talk about the Mandalorian. Ah! Okay. Uh, okay. I oh man, I want to be a Mandalorian. They're so cool. Um. So Disney Plus came out last week. Um. Well, at the time this is being recorded, it came out last week. And since then, two episodes of The Mandalorian have come out. And it is the best freaking show ever so far. You want to know why, Bo? Sure. So, it's so cool because it's a western in space. Oh, like Cowboys versus Aliens. No, stop. (laughs) (laughs) You did that on purpose. I know. I did that on the first episode, too. <laughs> so, I'm going to go no spoilers here, and then I'm going to go spoilers, okay? Well, just make sure to clarify when you transition. I will. I will. No spoilers <laughs> right now. It is awesome. Um, so, we already know things from the trailer, um, such as, you know, this takes place after the fall of the empire after return of the jedi so things are kind of in ruins um they're they're starting to form up a new republic um currency is all messed up because there's um imperial credits um and and not a lot of people want to take them because they're afraid that they won't be accepted soon and stuff like that um but the mandalorian essentially is this is this guy we have no idea kind of where he comes from who he is or anything we just know he's a mandalorian bounty hunter and we're just following him you know as he does his daily routine uh and it's just it's really it's the first live action star wars series that we've had um and so comparing it to some of the other you know, films and stuff. It definitely it has the feel of Star Wars, but also has its very own uh, style to it. Whereas, mm. like, you know, this feels like a Western. <laughs> so there's not a lot of dialogue. There's not a ton because the uh, the Mandalorian has very few lines and he never takes his helmet off. Um, so it has that kind of spaghetti Western type feel where it's a very straightforward plot. It's not super complicated. Um, but it has awesome visuals, awesome acting, and awesome action. Um, so now getting into spoilers a little bit. Um, the first, you don't care, Bo, right? You, I no. mean, you're not going to watch this. <laughs> so, <laughs> first episode, we see him right off the bat doing his bounty thing, getting a bounty, returning it to whatever. Um, and then, as part of the the bounty hunter guild he gets assigned to this new bounty um for someone that used to be a leader in the empire before it fell um and they want to be they're super secret about this this bounty that they want him to go get but they want him to go get him alive and they can only tell him that it's 50 years old and they give him a little tracking file so he takes it he's like yeah whatever and they offer to give him beskar steel um, in exchange for the bounty, um, because Beskar Steel is Mandalorian 
it's a Mandalorian medal that they use for all of their armor and everything like that. And he's kind of still assembling all his armor. It's kind of all mismatched and stuff. Um, I'm assuming because there was a lack of Beskar steel after it was seized by the Empire. So he goes and goes off on this mission to get this uh, this bounty. And he only knows it's 50 years old and that it's on this certain planet. So he goes there and he, you know, goes through a series of events, but eventually he gets to the spot where his bounty is. And he runs into this bounty hunter droid that's also looking for, you know, this bounty. And so he fights alongside him with the promise that they'll split the reward or whatever. So they're fighting all these guys, bang, bang, pow, pow, really good action scene, bang, bang, pow, pow, boo. And this, this droid is played by Taika Waititi as well. So it's another fun little thing. Um, and so they kill all these guys, get into where the bounty's going to be and they, they find it. And it's a little baby Yoda. Mm-hmm. Oh, it, I did see there was like some controversy about that. I don't know if there's controversy, but everybody loves it. <laughs> oh, I I heard like people were upset because like so, they went against something like about Yoda. Well, George Lucas always wanted to keep Yoda's species and and past kind of a secret. Um, like nobody really knows anything about it, but it's still like that, you know. So I, I don't think it's really anything anybody can complain about because it's not giving away any secrets about who Yoda is or what his species is because he never names the species mm-hmm. and it never says where they come from. And so I guess unless it delves a little more into that, I don't think anybody can complain. I'm not okay. complaining because it's, it's honestly the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's this, it's this little baby Yoda is 50 years old. Um, Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'm sorry, you said what? So it's this little 50 year old baby Yoda. And that's not a baby. The thing about Yoda's species is it ages really differently than other species. So Yoda is like 900 years old when he dies. Um, and Yoda to- dies? <laughs> Yes, he dies in Return of the Jedi. Gosh, spoiler alert. I already said spoiler alert. So, um, you're not going to watch Star Wars anyway. That's the only thing I cared about. Yeah, I'm not going to watch Star Wars. (laughs) Whether or not Yoda died. Well, Yoda's like iconic. Yeah, he died of old age. Natural causes. Oh, what a rip. He wasn't like killed. Well, at least he could have been killed. Why? <laughs> what a he lame was, way to go he was out. 900 years old. <laughs> oh, I died of natural causes. What a lame way to he go was, out. He was 900. <laughs> but anyways, this little 50-year-old baby Yoda. Is so the- wait a minute. If you're how old? Okay, I get so he's 900 years old. But if you're a baby at 50, how old is he actually? <laughs> like in human terms, like thirty-five. <laughs> well, if you do nine times two, basically, because you know uh, that's like eighteen. So Yoda's like eighteen. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> the teenager. 
no. Uh, I'm assuming like there's a period where it's a baby for a while, and then all of a sudden it just kind of accelerates in growth. I don't know. So then it would age differently throughout the course of its life. Yeah. Which so that means, means like it'd be like me being a baby till I'm 12, but then I'm 18 when I'm 18. But yeah, but to that species, that's normal, you know. It's an alien species, Bo. Anything could happen. I but don't. I want. I just. I want let me show you a picture. Have you seen a picture of this? Yeah. Oh. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Um, so then the, the second episode is all about him trying to get the baby, trying to get off the planet. Um, so he has the baby, and he's just, like, taking him along with him. Um, the, the, the bounty hunter droid that was with him is no longer with him because the Mandalorian shot him in the head. Dang. Well, because he was going to shoot the baby. And... Um, Mandalorian didn't want that. And so what I think is going to happen is I think the Mandalorian is going to get too attached to little baby Yoda because he's the cutest freaking thing ever. And he's not going to want to turn him in. Yeah. Um, but so the second episode is all about him trying to get off this planet because um, he goes back to his ship and these stupid, stupid Jawas are there stripping his ship of metal and parts and everything he needs to fly, basically. And they take it in their sand crawler. And he just picks off a few of them as they're, you know, stealing the stuff with his sniper rifle. Um, and so they're, they're all mad and upset, and he, they're driving away, and he tries to get it back, but doesn't it doesn't work. Um and so this little guy that he met before, played by Nick Nolte, comes up and is like, I'll help you get it back. And so they go back and they're like, we got to trade for it. And he's like, I shouldn't have to trade. for This is this is my stuff. What the, They stole it. And he's like, <laughs> no, you just got to trade for it. And he's like, no. And then he's like, OK, fine. Um, he changed his mind really fast. <laughs> and so they basically said that he could trade um, – this egg, this like alien rhino, fuzzy rhino egg that is in a cave, and then they he, they'll give him all the parts back. And so he goes, he goes in the cave to find the thing, but then this big fuzzy rhino attacks him. Believe it or not, and he has to fight this big fuzzy rhino thing, and he's having a really hard time doing it because it's a big fuzzy rhino, and um, it's about to kill him actually. But then little baby Yoda raises his hand up and uses the force and lifts the big, the big fuzzy rhino up in the air. And he gets so tuckered out that he that little baby Yoda just falls back and falls asleep. And then uh, Mandalorian stabs the rhino in the head and then he, it dies. And he takes the egg and gives it back and then gets all his parts back. And then it leaves. And that's the end of the second episode. The third episode comes out tomorrow at the time this is being recorded, so I'm sure people will probably have more insight than me by the time they're listening to this. But but as of right now, it's it's phenomenal, and Baby Yoda has become like a meme across the internet um, because it's <laughs> once again. This is the last time I'll say this. It's the cutest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Ah, <sighs> so yeah, there's a lot of, <laughs> there's a lot of hype over this one of the things i really like about it is that it's coming out week by week 
mm-hmm. which I love it and I hate it. Um, Instead because, of all like, at once. Yeah, well, because like I haven't had to do that for a show in a long time. <laughs> and it's it's interesting, you know? Yeah. Because usually on, on Netflix or something, you just stream it all at once, watch it all in one night. But this, no, you can't do it this time you gotta wait and it's it's agonizing but it's also really cool because it's like bringing back old tv yeah Yeah. speaking of agonizing and speaking of one at a time are you talking about this is us yeah yeah i'm currently at with this is us as i get one at a time once a week yep we can't talk about the last few episodes because I haven't seen them. But uh, Hunter, but you can talk. It's about literally Hunter. like my two, like my Tuesday night. I just sit down and I watch This Is Us. It doesn't matter what time I get home. See, I don't have cable, so I have to wait for it to come on Hulu. So the next day. Yes, but I'm also watching it with my fiance, who is not in the same state as me. Ah, uh, so, so that different. makes it tough. Yes. So, This Is Us, season four, is this current season. Correct. It has been said that there will be about six total. Correct. They're planning on. I think Uh, this is the best season so far. I... Oh, disagrees. No, I could... No, I I was going to say I could see that. Um, Okay. I think it's definitely better than last season. I liked last season a lot, but yes, I think this is right the best. now. the The second season was my favorite. That was also very good. I think it's. I also have a really soft spot for season one, just because of um, it, they were really still establishing like Jack's character, and Jack is my favorite character. Well, yeah, he's everybody's favorite human. <laughs> Yeah, cause, <laughs> just because he's, he's the best guy ever. Oh my god! Literally perfect. But I really like because that one really focused on. Um, I mean, they all kind of do, but that really focused on him as a father. Yeah, which I mean, and they were kind of does really establish. And they were really establishing all the storylines then. Correct. Yeah, but I really like the the scene in particular where he's at the dojo with randall mm-hmm. and the the dojo master whatever his name is um like tells the the dads to all get down and do push-ups with the kids on their backs mm-hmm. and then he does a bunch of them and then just keeps going because he's not done and it was like oh my gosh this just makes you want to cry because he's so dedicated <laughs> so good yeah that's what the first season I I went into the show hearing about how you cry a bunch because um, <laughs> I started watching it like right when the third season started. Oh, um, wow, you got late. Yeah, so I so I watched seasons one and two and then caught up. Um, so I watched the first season. And I was like, well, this isn't that bad. Like maybe cried once and then second season i was second like this is season. awful i, I cry so. all the time 
time. I think the second <laughs> season is the saddest season. Yeah, the second season is like way the most emotional season. Yeah. Yep. But this season has uh, been very good. I can't ask you anything. We were left on a cliffhanger for the fall finale, and I can't ask you. And I can't ask you anything about what you think is going to happen, because you don't know what has happened. Um, well, I know what happened up to the golf episode. Yeah. So the I'm trying to remember. I'm looking at the episodes and trying to remember what has happened um let me look at this one before i ask you any questions so he kissed that um i'm talking about kevin he kissed that girl um oh yeah the 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 army one yeah (laughs) i forget her name but yeah that was it was surprising, but also I was like, I knew that was coming, so yeah, I guess yeah. I guess it no, was. it was very obvious as it was building <laughs> up. I'm like, yeah, they think I think they're gonna end up doing something. Yeah, I didn't think it would happen. Um, I I really liked the the angle they took with Jack and her dad. Ooh, yeah, that's like the most tension filled thing ever, and I hate hate rebecca's dad yeah well i've never been a big fan of rebecca either but the <laughs> I like rebecca i think she's grown a lot as a character yeah she's all right um <laughs> but her dad's awful i really like rebecca and jack together but yeah her dad is terrible oh my gosh i just yeah. wanted jack to punch him in the face so many times he, but then, he almost did he almost did because he was drunk yeah uh, which was sad because I was like, "Oh yeah, this is before he like, knows." Yeah, this was before like he became an alcoholic. Is this like the reason he became an alcoholic? Oh, oh, we're still waiting for that. Um, but there is a lot of there is a lot of nods to the past where it shows him like at a bar or whatever. Like that's just kind of how he came up. So, yeah, because, like, his dad was an alcoholic. So. Well, yeah, but um, I don't know if you have. I don't know if you have seen. I want to ask you about something, but I don't know if it's in the seventh episode or not. Because the golf episode is the sixth. Let me it see is. if I can get. Yeah, let me see if I can give you a. Describe a, it in vague terms. I can't. It'll give it away. Oh. Um. I think you might have seen it. Has Kate gotten a job? Uh, no. Well, shoot. <laughs> wait, has wait? Yeah, you mean young Kate? Yeah. Yeah, at the bookstore or not the bookstore? Music, the music store. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, with that, with that. And Kevin that guy. And Kevin, Kevin got married. Yes. Yeah. yeah and they, they were at that. They had that dinner, and the and 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 that boyfriend showed up. Yeah, but then at the end of the episode, and then uh, and then at the end, of, you there's like there's like uh, there's like a cliffhanger of her yeah. being like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't know what was happening." Yeah, I was like, "What, what do you heck? think?" 
So what do you think? I'm assuming. I'm going to tell you something right now. We still don't know. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. I thought that you did know and that you were just taunting me. Oh. Um, I th- I'm assuming that, like, he's he was some sort of abusive guy or something. Yeah, I'm assuming it's something along those lines. Like he yeah. like took advantage of her or something. Yeah, I guess. I... But I just got, I just, I just felt real icky at the end of that episode. I did too. I was like, ooh, and I felt bad because I like kind of liked that guy up until that. Well, I mean, I didn't have a strong opinion of him either way, and I, I'm not a huge fan of Kate, but no, neither um, am I. But I love Toby. Yeah. <laughs> I like Toby. Um, but yeah, that, I just, at the end of that episode, I was kind of like, <laughs> yeah, I, I was, like that. I was like, oh no. <laughs> and why yeah. is this never brought up before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, I'd say the biggest shock of season three was that Nikki's alive. Correct. Um, and so now Kevin's living with him. I like that he's becoming less of a jerk. Kevin? No, Nikki. Oh. Uh, I yeah. like Kevin. I've liked Kevin for a long time. I think I like he became, Kevin, but, but I think Kevin... he became less of a jerk like last season. Yeah. Yeah. And young Kevin. Young Kevin still makes me mad. I don't I don't <laughs> like him very much at no. all. I'm like, no. stop it. The things he does to Randall, I'm like, Randall is amazing, and you don't deserve him as a brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, and I'm really impressed the the actors that they picked to play young Randall and young Beth look yeah. so much like them. Yeah. No, that is like crazy. young and... Kevin and young Kate. I'm like, okay, these are actors, but like them, I'm like, are those like their? I think. <laughs> like I their think, previous selves. <laughs> teenage Kevin looks a lot like regular Kevin. Yeah. But yeah, I like I think Randall and Beth are my f- favorite kind of story to follow as far as the three siblings go. Um but just Randall and Beth's relationship and their family. Um but then overall Jack and Toby are my favorite characters. <laughs> yeah, I think my favorite my favorites are probably Jack, Randall, and Kevin. I just love Toby though. Toby. To- Toby annoys me sometimes. Why? Uh, I don't know. He's the best. Aww. I'm sad. I don't know. It's just like he he has a a few too many like corny jokes or moments. I love him. <laughs> Can't get enough. I'll I'll let you know that Kate and Toby's relationship gets more in depth, and um, just in the past couple episodes. Yeah, and the in the next couple episodes is a large focus on Kate and Toby. There's a large focus on Rebecca and Randall. Oh, and there's a large focus on Nikki and Kevin. That's so like everything. That's like what this whole season's been about. And then there's a large focus on Deja. Oh, um, cause she, I'm assuming she starts dating that that kid. 
with the with the baby. Yeah, and other things. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Ooh, ooh, interesting. Ooh. So yeah, I like young, yeah. young Beth and young Randall too. Yeah, I, I've, I just, I find the show so compelling. It is the, very compelling. In the way they tell the story. Mm-hmm. And to think they started with the end. What? Oh, at the beginning of the season, you mean? No, like the the show creator started with the end of the series and worked backwards. Oh. So he knew what the ending was and he's been writing and he wrote like to get to that ending. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Huh. That's cool. And that's why it's only going to be like six seasons instead of like nine, because he's not like what? they're not like they're not like writing as they go. They're like yeah. we know where this is going and we're taking it there. I thought originally it was going to be three seasons, but then I found out it's going to be six, so I was excited. Um, but yeah, I think it's very interesting that they can tell a story from all these different perspectives all at once, and it's all yeah. very. Cohesive. And it makes sense. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it's very cohesive, and it, it's it makes sense. You're never lost as to when is this, what's going on. I don't, I don't understand. Except you know, like at the beginning of this season, when you're like, there are three people here, and I don't know who any of them are. <laughs> yeah, but that's, that's intentional, you know. Like, yeah. You know, sometimes it's intentionally like throwing you off just so you don't exactly know what's going on right away, yeah. which is, you know, it's a good storytelling tactic. Oh. And uh, and how it ties into this is how this affects this part of his life. This is how exactly. this affects this part of their lives. This and, is how this yeah. works. Like, cause the, I like that there's a lesson every episode, and it always relates to something back from their childhood. Yeah. Uh, or the childhood of their parents. Yeah. Or the child. Yeah. It's, like there's yeah. there's a point where somebody's had the same issue. Yeah. And they've been dealing with it, you know, and they yeah, so yeah. relate it. It's always like that theme. Yeah. It's so cool. And and it was so cool, too, because like after season two or no, after season three, I was no, maybe it was season two. What was the season where Jack died? Two. Two. OK, so, yeah, after season two. That episode wrecked me. That was the worst episode I've ever seen in my entire life of anything. Um, that, yeah, that I'm I'm not even kidding. Like I went to work the next day and someone asked me, like about I was working at Barnes and Noble at the time and someone asked me about a book they were looking for because their dog had just died and I was like, someone special to me just died too. <laughs> <laughs> I will never, I will never turn on a crock pot ever again. I know, and I'll always make sure my smoke detectors on. have batteries. Yeah. Uh, oh no. Uh, um. So after that season, I was basically like, okay, so we know everything that's happened in the past now. Yeah. What else can they tell us? But. Since then, it's everyone just, has it's lives of years. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's telling you like all this stuff that you don't already know, and it's like, oh man, there's so much more that we haven't seen yet, and it's 
Wow. Yeah. It's very, it's very, it's a very complete. I mean, when it's done, it'll it'll be a very complete. Yeah. Like telling of a story, like right. where you know every aspect of everything. Because it's not like a, it's not like a show, like a normal yeah. show where they're no. like, this here's a character, and now this happened. And yeah, yeah. It, it shows you all of them. It shows you this is. Us. Us. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Oh my. Dan Fogelman's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Very good show. Very compelling. Very, very, very. Is that all so, you want up there? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You want to do JoJo? Sure. Uh, so yeah, I just went and saw JoJo Rabbit. Um, in theaters over the weekend um, because I would have seen it sooner than that because it came out a while ago um, but it was only in very select theaters and I couldn't find any near me and even now it's still in select theaters like the the theater I usually go to doesn't have it I had to Mm -hmm. go to Naperville which is like a half an hour away And so uh, I went and saw it, and I wasn't quite sure what to expect going into it. I knew that it was a comedy. I knew it was about Nazis, and I knew it was Taika Waititi. And I love Taika Waititi, so I was excited to see what what was going to happen. Basically, it centers around this little boy, Jojo. Um, And Jojo is a little... Nazi in training, I guess. Uh, <laughs> Jojo's a little Nazi. Yeah. And, uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's so interesting because it's it's Nazi Germany from the perspective of this little boy. Mm-hmm. And it's very compelling because it's it starts out as like a very absurd kind of comedy. And you're like, okay, this is, yeah, this is Taika Waititi. Oh, that's being it's silly. Nazis, oh, and uh, but then it gets very, it gets a lot more serious once you find out certain things that happen. Um, I don't want to give too much away just in case you want to see it. Mm-hmm. Um, in the trailers, it shows this, so it's not really a spoiler. He befriends uh, a little Jewish girl that he finds in like a little closet or whatever, um, and so that makes him you know, kind of think through all the things that he believes in and, you know, is like, wait, is this even right? Is this blah, blah, blah. And he has an imaginary friend, Adolf Hitler, played by Taika Waititi. Okay. <laughs> and so he kind of uses that to talk to himself and work out his problems and stuff. Uh, and it's like actual Adolf Hitler or it's like Waititi. Or that's just the name of his imaginary friend. It's Adolf Hitler. Like, his imaginary friend is Hitler. Okay. Um, because he, like, idolizes Hitler. So he imagines that he's friends with him, you know? Okay. But it's it's a little boy's version of Taika of, of Not Taika Waititi. <laughs> a little boy's <laughs> version of Adolf Hitler. And he's played by Taika Waititi. So he's just like, yeah, you can do it, man. Yeah, woohoo. And <laughs> stuff like that. <laughs> and... Um, that's probably one of my favorite parts of the movie is just like the back and forth between Jojo and Taika Waititi Adolf Hitler. <laughs> um, okay. 
<laughs> no, but it's actually it becomes a very emotional and very compelling uh story and uh scarlett johansson's in it she's amazing um sam rockwell's in it he's amazing um rebel wilson is is in it she's more of just a funny character um but she's amazing too um so the whole the whole thing is a comedy but it has really dramatic moments to it and parts where it just like kind of rips your heart out and it's like oh no <laughs> so i highly recommend it i think it's it's i think a lot of people will judge it right away saying like oh they're making light of the holocaust and whatnot and i think it's a little bit deeper than that it's just something you, you gotta go see mm-hmm. you know to determine so yeah i i highly recommend it last okay. thing to talk about your concert that you went to yeah, I was at the Chainsmokers in Five Seconds of Summer. Um, okay. I had I had a kidney stone in the middle of it, so that oh, was no. fun. Um, That's not fun. Yeah, it was re- it was really painful, and I threw up a lot. So, um, but uh, it was a pretty average concert. Um, the Five Seconds of Summer, like, I'm not a huge Five Seconds of Summer fan, um, but they were all right. They didn't do anything spectacular. Um, Did the Chainsmokers? The Chainsmokers were all right. They didn't do anything spectacular. I mean, it was... That's that's kind of what I would expect from a Chainsmokers show. I'd be like, seems like it would be okay. I've seen chain smoker shows like on video. Like it's just you go for the energy. Okay. You know? But it doesn't um, really seem like they would have that high of energy to me. Well they do like EDM. Like they have and they don't do the songs necessarily just as they're made, you know. Oh, okay. They do like different like beats and they spice it stuff up and bit. yeah, and they have like fireworks and fire and I mean, they have like a lot of special effects, and um, so like that they did have a you know like those um, big um, like motorcycle balls. Oh yeah, they had one of those, and they had three motorcycles that went in this thing, and it was really cool to see. Um, Neat. They, had, they were they were like light. They were like lights on the motorcycles, and they went in there. I was like, how do three motorcycles fit in that thing, and not hit each other? Um, That's cool. <laughs> so they had one of those, but I mean, a lot of fireworks, a lot of fire. So there there were some good moments, but it it just wasn't. Up to I wouldn't. Sense. Yeah, it wasn't what I expected it to be. Um, it was still a good show, but just not what I expected. Yeah, you know, I don't blame you because I don't particularly like the chain smokers. I mean, I they're all right. I mean, I'm not a huge fan. They're decent. Yeah, they're decent. See, like it's interesting to me because like you would go to a concert like that. Like like you you're like I don't particularly I'm not a huge fan of these, but I'm gonna go anyway. Like for me <laughs> to go to a concert, I have to be like a huge fan. Otherwise well, it's like I'm I'm the wasting tickets my time. weren't expensive either. I mean it was like twenty five dollars. So it wasn't like Yeah, but I mean like well the price doesn't matter to me. It's just it's mostly like am I gonna have a fun time? Yeah. 
Yeah. But, see, like, you just have a fun time going and experiencing the music, and, like, I can't do that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I just can't. Like, unless I really like the, the artist. And you have a good you have a good time going to any movie. Correct. <laughs> not, well, and not, I have to like okay. let's let's not say any movie, because I had a terrible time when I went and saw Transformers four. <laughs> and I I actually didn't mind Transformers four. With Marvel Transformers yeah, Transformers 5, though, that wasn't good. I didn't see Transformers 5 because I had such a horrible time seeing 4. <laughs> I wanted to leave in the middle of it. I was like, I'm just done with this movie. I, can we go? I'm like, I know we, we already spent money and stuff, but I just I don't want to stay and watch. <laughs> <laughs> and that was when I was in high school, so my taste in movies has definitely evolved since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it was it was an all right show um i mean uh, there wasn't anything that like stood out it okay. wasn't like the jonas brothers concert like that was yeah. like the best concert i've been to um but yeah okay there was uh some funny moments like when we got there and I was like, I don't really know Mitch just five seconds of summer. And the people I were with were like, I, hi. Um, I, the people I was with, they said hi. Were like, no, you said hi to me on Skype <laughs> just now. Um, the, the people I was with were like, you don't know Mitch five seconds of summer. Like I know some five seconds of summer and like, I was like, okay. I was like, all I know is that good girls are bad girls that haven't been caught. So um, <laughs> that's all I know. Um, that's and that's. I mean, I I'll give them credit for that. That's that's uh, that's a lesson I've taken with me everywhere I go. But um, <laughs> the but yeah. So I mean, nothing super spectacular from this show. It was fun. Chainsmokers were fun. Five Seconds of Summer I thought was kind of boring, but... Um, it's okay. Yeah. Thanks for listening to The Hunter and Bo Show, Episode 4. Can you believe we got we got our license renewed for a fourth episode? <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest, I can't. Oh, we should do something about Thanksgiving because this episode's going to come out right before Thanksgiving and people are going to be traveling. Um, and we should do something for Thanksgiving. What do you mean, do something? Like, we should talk about Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, what are we going to talk about? There's nothing. I don't know. We can make something up. Like, what's your favorite side dish? My favorite side dish for Thanksgiving? Uh, I would say I really like sweet potato pie. Um, mm -hmm. but oh, that's like dessert. Oh, I always have it for a side dish. That's what uh, my my favorite side dish might be turkey. That's not a side dish. That's a main dish. My main dish is mashed potatoes. That's a you got that mixed up. <laughs> I I do not. Look at I my plate. Like... I'll tell what the main dish is. <laughs> <laughs> I do like mashed potatoes. Um, green bean Honestly, casserole. That 
I just saw green bean casserole was ranked as the least favorite of the poll. Are you kidding me? I know. Wait, do you like it? No, I like it. Yeah, it's delicious. Yeah. No, see, here's the thing about Thanksgiving. Like, you know, turkey and whatever. Some people do ham. But the... I like turkey and ham. But of the things I have at Thanksgiving, the, the meat is probably yeah. like fifth or sixth on my list. I like the dark meat more than the white meat. Yeah, but it doesn't matter for me. Like it, it, it's fifth or sixth on my list of like the things I want to eat. Like I want to eat the, I want to eat the mashed potatoes. Yeah. Gravy, and I want to eat the cornbread. Oh, you guys have cornbread. Corn, cornbread for Thanksgiving. We have what? corn cornbread. We have corny cornbread. <laughs> Wait, like it has actual corn in it? Yes. Never mind. That, it's that so good. good. And then I want to, and then I want to eat the green bean casserole. Yes. And then I want to eat the rolls. Yep. And then I want to eat dessert. And then I want to eat turkey. <laughs> okay, so here's here's here would be my order of things. Um, depending on if there was turkey or ham, I would have that. I would like dark meat turkey. Um, because the white meat is just a little too dry for me sometimes. Mm. Um. I mean, I'll eat it. I'll still eat it because it's turkey and it's really good. Um, I really like ham, um, so I'd have some of that. But ham's more of a Christmas thing. Like, you got to have ham at Christmas. Um, yeah. Let's see. Definitely green bean casserole next. Uh, definitely mashed potatoes and gravy. I don't want any of that corn in it, though. Everybody likes to put corn in their mashed potatoes and gravy, and I'm like, get that out of here. Do you it's not corn. like corn, or you just don't like it with mashed potatoes and I gravy? I like corn. I just don't like it with mashed potatoes and gravy because you're putting a crunch in something that shouldn't be crunchy. I hate yeah. That's what See, I See, that's why I don't, I don't like the mashed potatoes that still have potato in it. Oh, yeah, like chunks of potato? Yeah. I hate that as well. Like, they're not mashed enough. Yeah. I hate that too. They gotta be thoroughly mashed. They gotta be mashed. Yeah. Well, because that's one of my biggest pet peeves when it comes to food is when when they put crunch in things that shouldn't they, be. They crunchy. put cotton balls in the. Ah! the... Stop. <laughs> <laughs> have conniption. <laughs> um, and then yeah, the this the sweet potato pie. I gotta have that. Yeah. Perhaps, uh, pump, perhaps pumpkin pie for dessert. Yeah. I think, what are some other dishes? I mean, I don't like Those are like the classics, I think. I mean, people could, if they oh, wanted stuffing. to, interact with us and tell us. Stuffing. Oh, uh, uh, I've never had stuffing. I like stuffing. I like a good stuffing. It's actually today... Um, November 21st is National Stuffing Day. Just, I don't know why it would be today instead of next week, but whatever. <laughs> yeah. 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 I think the people, if they listen to the show, could like email us or message us like what foods were we missed. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. How would, how would, how would they do that? 
Oh, they can they can email us at uh, hunterbowshow at gmail dot com. Um, also follow us on social media. We have uh, Facebook and Instagram at Hunter Bow Show for each. Well, it's uh, at the Hunter and Bow Show for oh, Facebook. Oh, at the Hunter and Bow Show for Facebook. At Hunter Bow Show for Instagram. Uh, so yeah, hit us up any way you can, any way you wanna. We're always looking for feedback from from you guys. If you have a suggestion for someone we can interview, uh, we'd love that. If you have a suggestion for topics you want us to talk about, we'd love that as well. Um, if you just want to comment on something we've talked about, um, we'd love to, you know, kind of read that on air. So, on yeah, air, you know, live. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we'd, we'd, yeah. I mean, if there's any incentive, you get to hear your name on a podcast. Sure. Yeah. If you want. It, it could be anonymous, and then you just get to know that you wrote it, and no one else knows that. <laughs> That's the biggest secret of all. <laughs> well, thanks for listening to our fourth episode. Uh, have a good Thanksgiving, and we'll we'll see you back here after. Hey guys, thanks again for listening to the fourth episode of the Hunter and Bo Show. Coming up right now, Bo got the chance to talk to Royce Lovett, uh, who was recently on The Voice. So take a listen. He's a singer-songwriter, and Bo got to sit down and ask him a few questions. So stick around right now for that interview. Start off with a little bit, kind of get your background and kind of like what was growing up like, how did you get into music, what made you want to do it? To be honest with you, I think music has just always been a part of uh, the household, um, the kitchen table, uh, family gatherings. I've just been a part of my life. Um, my mom, she was a worship leader, um, like, ever since I met her. Um, <laughs> and um, we always have, like, soul music and, like, gospel music and, like, Hillsong Christian music playing um, at home, and um, I don't know, you just couldn't help but like fall in love with rhythms and sounds and beats and, and melodies. Um, fell in love with hip hop um, from my brother. Fell in love with R&B from my sister um, and some other friends. Introduced me to reggae. Like I don't know, music has been. Uh, quite a expression. Um, my whole childhood, like, we love dancing and rapping and freestyling and singing. And I think I realized I wanted to do it um, somewhere around 2003. Um, okay. Where I just kind of realized that God is real. And if God is real, then purpose and destiny must be real. And so... I was just like having this coming of age moment or coming of life moment. And I just was praying and was like, Hey God, like what should I do with the rest of my life? And I believe he said to do music. So ever since like oh three I've never looked back and been growing in tremendous ways, um in ways I never thought I would. Um I um I used to think I was gonna be doing this style of music and talking like this and rapping like this and then I picked up the guitar, and then I fell in love with singing and singer-songwriter, and then I just fell in love with um, pulling different sounds and different genres together and blending them together. And so that's just been quite a journey for me.
Awesome. So I, I did see you're from Tallahassee, Florida, right? Yeah, I'm from Tallahassee, Florida. That's the capital. Um, okay. Small city. Yeah, small city, college town. Um, a lot going on in a small area. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I was like. What's the? Cause, so I'm. We're based in Indiana, and so the Florida weather is considerably different. Just like what? What was it like uh, growing up in Florida and in Tallahassee specifically? Ah oh, man, I've had so much family around me. Um, it's hard to, it's hard to like, to doubt if I'm gonna run into family. Um, just yeah. <laughs> in my in my walking around, hanging around, uh, going to the store, get some coffee. And so, growing up in Tallahassee, Florida, definitely felt like home completely, um, because so much family is here and and growing up I grew up like on the dirt roads playing barefoot outside running around um, <laughs> country boy and that just brings like a whole another appreciation to like the little things of life and um, it wasn't until I was older and got married that I moved into the city of Tallahassee and okay. experienced what's what what does that look like? Um, what side of town that is on? Um, how the food tastes over there? And um, I think all in all, it definitely made me like very appreciative of of family. And and I don't know that just that just being grateful for for the home cooked meals, being grateful for friends coming over, being grateful for every little thing um no matter if i'm playing in front of seven thousand people or playing in front of 40 folks in the living room like i'm grateful for every moment and i think tallahassee has definitely developed that for me when you were on the voice so first of all so i met you at a jeremy camp concert a few years ago and i was watching the voice and uh me and my mom were sitting there and i was you know not fully paying attention, but I heard them say like, like my name's Royce Lovett, and I was like, oh, and I looked up, and I was like, oh, I know, I know who that guy is, <laughs> um, and it says That's cool. uh, in the in your bio that you know you've been doing music professionally for ten years. So, what led you to doing the voice now after you know ten years of doing music? Um, I think it was exposure, definitely. Mm-hmm. That was the that was the key to the key choice in, in doing it. But to be honest with you, I got to give all that credit to my wife because I didn't want to do it at first. I, I had a lot of doubts about it, but she was like, young man, you need to get up there and you need to allow the rest of the world that have that hasn't heard you yet, like, become a part of this journey with ASO. So we decided <laughs> to take that leap. Awesome. So, um, so you get on the show, um, you get the chairs to turn, and you go with uh, Coach Gwen Stefani. So was there anything that intrigued you about the other coaches, or were you always going to go with Gwen? Oh, I had no doubt in my mind I was going with Gwen. And the minute yeah. I knew that she was on the show, I was like, Gwen Stefani all the way. Um, <laughs> the other coaches are pillars in the industry in their own right. Like, they're amazing. 
um, I just felt that there was something that I could learn and something I could appreciate um, and I could be maybe more appreciated on Gwen Stefani's team. Okay. Why why is that? Because, um, you know, even talking to her, she said some of the same things that I said. Like, I, I think about, like, ask yourself, like, your favorite artist. Think about your favorite artist right now. Mm-hmm. And is your favorite artist um, your favorite because he or she is the best vocalist in the world? Or is your favorite artist that you're thinking about your favorite because he or she makes you feel something that other artists don't make you feel? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah, and so um, I don't necessarily – I've never considered myself to be, like, a vocalist. And so coming on to the show, when I saw she was on there, um, I was like, you know what? Like, she isn't um, technically, like, the best vocalist in the world. Um, Mm -hmm. But she has had a bigger career than any of the other judges on the stage. Um, Mm -hmm. Because her music makes you feel this, like, passion, this, this happy, this sad, this excited, this movement of emotion. Um, she's made rock and reggae and singer-songwriter and ballads and hip-hop with Pharrell and Will I Am and like she's done some really cool, amazing things for the culture. And I think I was like, you know what? I want to be a part of that. I want to I want to hear her stories and see how can I, you know, include that in my story because. Even when you saw me on the Jeremy Camp tour, like, I'm pretty sure that you noticed that me and Jeremy um, don't sound anything alike. And, yeah. <laughs> um, but I was still able to perform and um, bring a message of, like, togetherness and love and hope through this soulful hip-hop sound to a crowd that's probably never um, heard me before. Um, and so... I just really like the way, you know, God's kind of made me um, in the industry to be able to talk to different people, um, talk to different skin tones, talk to different bank accounts, talk to different ways of thought. And um, I just love the way music can bring people together like that. So that's the main reason why I was like Gwen Stefani all the way. Speaking of Will I Am, he was the guest um, coach that Gwen had. What was it like? Um, getting some feedback from him. Oh, I was so impressed with his articulation and his, his just was so easy to tell you, like, these amazing stories of things that he's done, um, places he's been, um, challenges that he's had to be able to um, push through those things, persevere, and become the producer songwriter artist that he is um you could definitely tell that he was just so like down to earth and approachable it was just an amazing time talking with him and, and getting those lessons from him the voice obviously at the competition um show so what what's it like um as someone going through this like intense pressure like process of the, of a singing competition Oh, man, like, the very first thing they tell you is don't get in your head. 
They remind <laughs> me of that all the time. Don't get in your head. Don't get in your head. You're going to hear this type of these sounds, this this going on, that going on. Don't get in your head. And um, it's really true. There was a few times where I got in my head where I almost, like, forgot why I was there. Like, like why am I here? Like, this amazing, like, these amazing strong vocals and these super high notes that I can't reach and these just all these other things going on. But I think what you had to realize is you have to be, and what I realized is that you have to be completely grateful for who you are and the voice that you have. And you have to be on the show for for a goal, to accomplish a goal. The competition, honestly, is for the coaches. Um <laughs> Yeah, they're they're trying to figure out how can they place folks in the right positions in order to get the most votes. And the other side of the competition is for the viewers. Like they want to pick and they want to watch, and and that's cool. But as a contestant, you have to be there for a goal. Like it is unlikely that everybody's going to win. <laughs> So you have to have the, you have to come with a goal. Like your goal is to gain exposure, to start a wave, to get people to hear you, and then, whether however far you go, you come out with some amazing music and some amazing content um, to give to those folks that that followed you from the voice all the way to your different platforms. Yeah. Are there any contestants that? like you you got close to or they're still in it and you're still rooting for or is it is it more like competition and you know you're just trying to go against these people I think when the majority of folks are there it's hard to um find like a connection because everyone is kind of experiencing things for the first time um mm. and trying to find their way um and you find folks that have been doing music forever I find folks that have been doing music for 10 years, like me. And then you find mm-hmm. folks that have been doing music for since yesterday. <laughs> you know, um, everyone's just trying to find their, their voice and find their way. Um, we developed some really cool friendships um, right around the time the teens got decided. So um, I think the, the top 34, top 38, um, we all we all talk still, so we're all rooting for each other, and it's really cool. Yeah, it's awesome. So, um, kind of moving into um, off of the show, like the music that you're making. I know uh, through you know reading different interviews, your website, like there's a specific um, kind of message that you want to bring in your music. What what would you what did what would you describe that as? Um, I think the overarching message in the music that I want to bring is love. I think you had a good day because someone showed you love. You had a bad day because someone didn't show you love. And I think the world is, you know, it sounds really cliche, but the world is the way it is right now because we're not loving each other enough. Um, We're not hearing each other's stories. Um, We're afraid, so we continue to assume um, the things we don't know instead of getting the understanding and finding humanity amongst one another. And that's what I want my music to to do. You know, there's there's food and there's liquor, and I would rather my music to be more food and more nourishment for others than 
than other music that you hear out there. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you also, um, you know, you mentioned your wife. You have a whole family. You got two kids. Like, how does that? How do you balance that with your career? And and just kind of what's it like being a being a husband and a father? Man, uh, I don't think there's a great answer to how do you balance the <laughs> career and um, and family life. I think the only answer would be that you have to be in constant um, search for balance. I think mm-hmm. once you feel like you have a balance, you, you're probably off balance. Because, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, so many different things are happening. So many, your, your kids, they're, they're not the same day to day. Like, they're sponges. They're, they're learning different mm-hmm. things. And some days they're going to need um, more attention than others. You know, your your spouses, you know, they're not the same every day. They are um, working really hard, um, trying to be great parents. They are. Um, we're me and my wife. We've been learning so much right now the past two years about like home ownership and finances that no one ever taught us when we were younger, and so mm-hmm. it was really um, challenging. Um, sometimes, you know, financially as an emerging artist to to really find that balance. But the key, I think, is that every day we're looking for the balance. Every day we're changing it. You know, I can't just put a – I just can't put a a blueprint on it and say, this is the time I developed um, my marriage. This is the time I developed my career. (laughs) This is the time I developed um, my fathering because, you know – Everything has everything has its own inspiration almost, you know, like just like with music. You know, um, there are times where I will sit down to write, um, because I'm a writer. Mm-hmm. But there's also times when inspiration hits and you have to find a pen or a pencil or a recorder and put it down immediately. And it's just like that when you're fathering like your kids you might want them to learn something and they won't get it um, mm-hmm. because they're building Legos or wanting to run outside. <laughs> um, but you might be riding in the car and you really want to be listening to this new mix. You just got back from the studio and your oldest son might say, um, hey, Dad, yesterday this happened. Um, I didn't know how to feel about it. And at that instant, you have to stop what you're doing because he's a sponge. And mm-hmm. you, have to, you have to address and answer um, that hurt or that problem or that question or that fear or that excitement. And and um, because when you ask those questions, you know, in that moment, the blueprint runs out the door. You can't say, hey, this is my time to hear what I'm what I'm working on. So I guess, you know, show well the show for you um unfortunately came to an end, but like what's what's next um for you? What's upcoming music, shows, you know, what's what's coming up? Um yeah, last new music um January 11th coming out with a new single called Good Morning. Um before the voice I was 
preparing to release a mixtape because all my fans were asking me to rap more. So we created <laughs> a mixtape. Yeah. We created a mixtape and we had to put everything on hold. But um, mm-hmm. so we're going to start releasing each song from the mixtape about every other week on all streaming platforms and um, videos for that and different content. So just going to kind of let the holidays roll out and um, start um, promotions for this new single called Good Morning and the New Year. Awesome. And what's uh, what's some social media where people can follow you along? Yeah, it's pretty easy, man. Everything is Royce Lovett, at Royce Lovett. Um, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, even MySpace, if people still use MySpace. <laughs> Well, sweet. So that's going to wrap it up for us. I want to thank you so much for taking the time uh, to come on the show. And I'm really excited to see what's coming up for you. Uh, You just seem like the nicest dude. And so I'm rooting for you. I appreciate that, man. I thanks so much for having me. Yeah, no problem. Everyday problem, problem. Most people live in check to check. Building up that trying to gain respect. MTV left your brain a mess. It's a 187, but they can't confess. Never be free, can't feed yourself. Can't grow food with the seeds you dealt. And the pains make you want to squeeze the belt. Rich men never gonna release the wealth, and that's real. Everyday people got bills. Cancer got the pack, and a lot of people got killed. Iceberg pimping, and the beagles got chilled. Filling the banks like Uncle Phil on Capitol Hill. The devil's got a master plan, and ain't no cotton picking by the master's hands. Trying to tell me about the problems out in Pakistan. What about Black Wall Street, the Africans? And I'm Said there'll be days like this. Brooks Brothers gang came to tighten the grip. You we knew when let Reagan pass the fizz. Bobby had a sealed up, but the system was slick. You never knows. Concrete can offer a rose. People can't smell it if they powder their nose. Slaves getting weak, they devour the dough. About 1059 with an hour to go. Uh. Big Ben took him blow to the chin. Rust the man had a stroke, blood clot in the shin. If they see, see the devil, they can copy the sin. Save time, look it up, getting sloppy with gin. But they coke 45, sipping on my block. Hands up, don't shoot. That's for homies and cops. Smith and Wesson boosting stocks, put the triggers to stop. Gotta spread more love, get Cupid to Glock, and that's pride. <laughs>